0: Yeah, man. What's cracking, everybody? It's a homie, Rodrigo. I'm back. Excuse me for the non-appearance last week. <laughs> Shit got busy, man. We've been fucking uh, busy. I've been busy. Fucking, I'm sure you guys have been fucking busy. But there's people that hit me up going, dude, what up with the fucking podcast, dude? What's happening, man? Load one up. <laughs> all right, here you go. I'm loading one up, man. Thank you very much to everybody for all the fucking support. Since day one, there we go. I dropped an F-bomb. Oh, you're so bad. Jesus doesn't love you anymore. You cussed. (laughs) I wonder what he said when he was on the cross. (laughs) There you go again, bro. (laughs) What's happening, everybody? I hope you guys are doing good. I'm good. A lot of shit's been cracking. A lot of shit's been going down. But whatever, man. We're fucking here. We're fucking chilling, man. We're fucking chilling. This is a pretty good episode. <laughs> this is a pretty good episode. Come on, check me out, dude. This is a good episode. A great episode, dude. Um, I got for you, it's a dude from a band. Um, his name is uh, Jimmy. Uh, he's in a punk rock band uh, called uh, Death March. Uh, he's also a printer, and he's also been in a lot of bands, dude. We don't really get into his, uh, his uh, current band right now, Death March. But we get into his previous bands and how they got signed to um, Hellcat Records, which is a uh, is pretty much a label of um, the dude from Rancid, uh, Tim Armstrong. Or if you guys remember his uh, legendary, I mean, shit, Rancid's legendary. You remember his other legendary band uh, previous to that, uh, Operation Ivy. Um, yeah, that's him, dude. Um, back then he was called Lint. <laughs> well, that's his nickname, I guess, because he was all small and stuff. So, uh, yeah, man. Yeah. Uh, this is uh this is a cool uh, episode because it's uh, you know talk about with the L.A. native the uh, Echo Park area, and um, his experience with gentrification, dude. Um, it was pretty crazy, dude. And uh, it's funny because we didn't have an agenda. We just got into a conversation, and uh, he said it. Um, he was thinking about it because they've um, been um it's been an issue for them, you know, for him and his family. Um, and uh, they used to live in a certain place, now they live uh, somewhere else. But it's all because of that. And he had a couple interesting little stories that I've never even uh, heard of, uh, issues uh, brought up uh, with uh, gentrification, you know what I mean? And uh, he's not a transplant, he's a native of LA. And it's uh, pretty fucking cool to hear that story, dude, you know? And nothing against transplants. Hey, man, everybody's welcome everywhere, right? Fucking uh, uh, plant the seed and it will grow. And um, yeah, man. So, <laughs> yeah, man. <laughs> So yeah, dude. That's uh, we have a great conversation, dude, and it's fucking pretty fucking cool. The other cool thing about it, I got to kick it with him that night, and uh, he does his own podcast. Um, I'll put the information down on uh, on uh, on the info part of the uh, podcast. And the reason only reason I'm doing that, cause I can't fucking think of it right now. squeeze me. And, uh, so, yeah, man, fucking, uh, it was cool to hang out with him, his buddies, and another band from Boyle Heights that came in. Again, I'm blanking out on the fucking name. <laughs> oh, my God. If bum number two around here, please stop. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, it was pretty cool. And his partner and his brother and, uh, how they worked their little, uh, operation, dude. He's a printer. Uh, his brother's a teacher. This, that's what he does. Um, he's like the whole, uh, sound, uh, the he's a sound guy he's a guy that engineers uh their little recordings and uh it's pretty cool man it's uh he's I've never uh I've had I mean Fraker's been in a band he's been in a band but I've this is the first uh, musician dude in that sense of the word um that I met through doing stand-up he's actually the dude that prints my t-shirts and um stickers so um yeah man it's pretty fucking cool man so yeah fucking we'll have fun on this episode so yeah man Jimmy Parasite is his name all right, time for some shout-outs. Dude, you're moving very fast today, Rodrigo. What's going on? We got to get these down, bro. You know what I'm saying? People are waiting. I'm getting fucking tweets by Mr. Torres on the Twitter. And uh, it's time to put it out. You know what I'm saying? Enough. Enough is enough. <laughs> so, um, yeah. Uh, Shout-out to East LA, to Beardo and Vapores. Um, thank you very much for the um, uh, the... The, the tokens of appreciation in the, in the little merch you guys gave me a uh, while back at the Ice House. Thank you so much, guys. It's fucking uh, super awesome. And thank you very much to Leah, the manager at uh, Pendleton over there in, uh, I think it's Crestline or Lake Arrowhead. Thank you very much uh, for all the hangers that you gave me in <laughs> the deals on the Pendletons. Huh? <laughs> They're already dealed on the website, so actually we're not really giving you a deal. You're already getting a deal. <laughs> thank you very much and uh yeah man uh this is a uh, shout outs to um uh people that uh got a, po- a podcast i got t-shirts uh, just recently i mean dude you just tell us the truth huh? you break it all down and shit huh? crazy dude um alex cardona man fucking uh uh who i uh met at the ontario improv he's a pillow uh pillow a fellow pest man uh pest uh control guy um a field representative um state license and all right and uh shout out to you man fucking it was cool talking to you real quick and uh yeah man fucking super cool and uh shout out to rafael torres over there in Lincolnwood, illinois thank you very much big dog and shout out to chris frederick in lowell indiana out there in um in the west creek and uh cedar creek uh townships shout out to you man and a shout out to Petra Ibarra and Joe Rodriguez or Rodriguez. And there's always those uh, one uh, Hispanic people, Mexican people. Are, your name is Rodriguez, bro, not Rodriguez. Uh, sorry, man. I didn't know you were uh, the final word on that, on the pronunciation. I don't think that's an issue, bro. It's the fact that it's a name, right? No, bro. You gotta be reminiscent of your roots. <laughs> So shout out to uh, Joe Rodriguez out there in uh, Houston, Texas, for always supporting, man. You guys are killer. Thank you so much. And shout out to uh, Cristobal Rodriguez in Calexico, California. Shout out to you, dude. Fucking um, I'm sure it's not that fucking hot anymore. <laughs> oh my God, F-bomb number three. Could you please stop? And <laughs> and shout out to Eduardo Campos in Delano, California. And shout out to uh, Daniel A.K. Gomez and Juan. Berrones, a.k.a. Chorizo, out there in Port St. Lucie, Florida. Thank you very much, big dog. Thank you very much for the support. Always hit me up. I'll hit you back always when I have time. There's no fucking pedo with that. Um, I adore the fact that um, fools do that shit. It's pretty cool. You know what I mean? Fucking with the little Yeah Man family. Little subsidiary of the What's Up Fool uh, podcast family. Or the What's Up Fool uh, network, as we say. Home of the enchilada casserole podcast. That's right. (laughs) So yeah, man, it's fucking super fucking cool, man. So thank you guys very much for your support. And um, I don't know if you guys been listening to um, I know uh, we uh, cast light on uh, what's been going on with me uh as far as me my relationship (laughs) with uh my girl. You know, uh, if you guys listen to the What's Up Full podcast, I just want to make it known just to like you know, correct anything that's, you know, anybody might've thought or whatever. It's not like, you know, sometimes you got to keep your shit under wraps because everybody and their mom has their fucking opinion. But, um, I definitely want to, uh, make light of it and, um, you know, acknowledge it. I know I've been getting some, um, some messages on, a uh, Snapchat and, a uh, Twitter and Instagram, but I just want to clarify for sakes of clarification. I know I said that it was over, uh, when we had the podcast with uh, Ian Edwards, I just want to let you guys know that uh, it's not over. It's not over! <laughs> um, yeah, dude. So, uh, yeah, it's just, I mean, dude, I'll tell you right now, dude. Um, I've always thought that, like, you get with a girl, um, it's uh, it's cool. You know, you're like fucking, you, you you get with somebody and it's just like smooth sailing from the beginning. I've never been in a relationship. You know what I mean? I had a girlfriend for like six months in 2003. You know what I mean? I've been with girls, but, you know, it didn't last anything, you know, because, you, you know, whatever. It's just for that moment. But, I mean, this is a person I have uh, uh, mad love and respect for. So, um, yeah, it was just uh, – the thing is we both got overwhelmed. Um, stuff was moving by too uh, quick, and we talked and everything, and fucking we just pumped the brakes. And we have both have a lot on our plates. So uh, we're cool now, and that's what's up. And um, just want to let you guys know that. <laughs> so, uh, you know, there won't be any misconceptions. I know maybe on the podcast this week with "What's Up Fool," it's gonna be "What happened, dog?" Oh, shit! So you're back now, dog. <laughs> and you know, and the uh, and the saga continues. So uh, shout out to Punky and uh, thank you very much, everybody that uh, you know, gave me a little um, little little uh, uh little uh, words of uh, endearment. <laughs> so yeah, but it's cool. We're back. Um, you know, it was, it was it, whatever, whatever. <laughs> It'd be like biggie small, whatever, whatever. Um, uh, but we're good. We're good. So, uh, shows this week. Um, we're going to be in Salt Lake city, Utah. I'll be opening for uh, Felipe Esparza, uh, from October 27th through the 29th at wise guys comedy club. I'll be there with the fool and uh, Keith Manning. Yeah, man. Get off the field, man. I'm telling you, man, my, my Patriots are beating the shit out of the world, man. I mean, I don't know what we're going to do no more, man. We win so much, man. It's crazy, man. But yo, Raiders are doing good, man. <laughs> so that's Keith Manning. And um, you can get tickets at wiseguyscomedy.com. That's wiseguys, W-I-S-E-G-U-Y-S-C-O-M-E-D-Y. Like, you guys don't know how to spell wise guys comedy? <laughs> there may be a person that doesn't, hey Holmes, Could you, like, spell it out for me, dog? Uh, porque I kind of don't really know the spelling, Holmes. No, no, no. I, I know the words, Holmes, but you just got to put the letters together for me to make it out, Holmes, and get on the website, know that's wiseguyscomedy.com <laughs> and back to keep manning man. um yeah so <laughs> i mentioned the raiders uh yeah man it fucking sucks that's the only thing that fucking sucks like lately that like <laughs> this was that really sucks the dodgers got taken out fucking horrible 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 night a uh, shout out to all the dodgers found out there in uh in the world uh, especially the ones that are, that are still on suicide watch <laughs> but we still got the raiders you know what i'm saying who knows if they're moving to Vegas, uh, I hope they don't, but if they do, whatever, so, yeah, man, uh, yeah, so, fucking, uh, yeah, man, fucking, I'm doing good, I'm feeling good, hope you guys are feeling good, thank you guys very much for supporting, here we go again, man, speaking from the heart, but, uh, yeah, so, fucking, uh, this next guest is, uh, Jimmy Parasite, man, fucking, um, DIY do-it-yourself dude, uh, comes from a punk rock background, and, uh, he has a cool-ass story, man, so, everybody, man, be cool, uh, Check this out. <laughs> I mean, you're checking it out, you know. You guys keep chining, <laughs> chining <laughs> this boy right here. I thought you weren't Pisa, bro. <laughs> hey, man, we all make um, pronunciation uh, deviations every now and then. Uh, we have a certain tra- trajectory that we hit and we aim for. Sometimes it's a little low, and sometimes it's a little high, but uh, we do uh, mince, uh, mispronunciate. So uh, please, uh, don't um, don't take that away from me. Um, I'm just trying to do the best I can for you it's like i don't even want to stop talking now ever since i began i know in the beginning i was just like yeah let's do it like because i never want to be the going through the motion guy here we go another tangent so yeah please enjoy this podcast uh with jimmy parasite and you guys keep shining yeah man be cool peace Burden down down by the riverside, down by the riverside, down by the riverside. I'm going lay- But anyways, we're talking about uh, the gentrification, you know, in Echo Park in L- L.A., nevertheless.
1: Yeah, man. <laughs> it's crazy because, uh, you know, when, when you're going through the whole gentrification thing, like when, when it started in our neighborhood. Right. My initial thought was like, you know, all right, this is kind of good change. There's not that many gangs anymore. You know, it's kind of like starting to chill out, chill out a little bit. I mean, there would still be like the classic wall where ev- all the fucking the gangs that will roll through would tag cross out, tag, right? You know, but at the same time, it was just there's something different, and you know, for uh, I grew up in, in Echo Park my whole life. I, uh, you know, I, me and my brother were raised over on uh, Beverly, Beverly Union area. Okay. So we're like on 2nd Street and Union Place. That's pretty much the little heart of it right there, right? Yeah, well, no, that's kind of like like the on the outer. south side. Okay. We're we're close to Belmont High School. Okay, okay. If I could hear Belmont High School, and then uh, we're in between Belmont High School and, uh, and Union Avenue Elementary School. My parents still live there. But okay. uh, even in that area, it's starting uh, to to change. You know, I was talking to one of my friends' um, dads the other day that I hadn't seen in a while. And we were talking for a little while. He's like, yeah, man. He's like, todo está cambiando. Everything's changing, you know? Like, he's like, Apartment you know, some son you know, apartment six, ya son He's like, we have never seen anything like this. Even when we, because my my parents have been there since 1982, okay, and he has been there since 1984, so he came in two years after. Going on 30 plus years. Yeah, right? so these guys have seen the, like everything, you know. Like for us growing up, I think I feel like as kids, you know, growing up, it was just. We didn't, we never thought about that. You know, you never think about like what's going to happen in 20 years. What's going to happen in 30 years. Like all the, because we grew up around a grip of fucking kids. Like we used to play fucking soccer, you know, or our building was like a little dome. Okay. You know? So it's like apartments and in the middle, there used to be a fucking pool that eventually like they figured it was going to cost a lot to maintain. So they just right. put cement in it. <laughs> covered it up. Yeah. They just covered it up with cement. So we Liability had like. ability too, probably. So yeah. So for kids, for us kids, it was like, oh, now it's a fucking soccer field not a fucking baseball field, now it's a hockey hockey rink or indoor style. Yeah, so we did everything in there like as as kids. So, you know, like going into my parents' neighborhoods and seeing some change is kind of cool because when we grew, when we grew up there, there was like fucking gang. It was gang infested and like the biggest thing was fucking drugs.
0: And what what kind of drugs was it? Cuz it's not it wasn't weed, weed. what was know, it? Like coke, no No, no, crack, no, it had to be some like some intense heroin, shit, you know, like PCP. We, all that shit. I was
1: young I, I was too young I think to comprehend what anything was. You like, just said it was just hardcore drugs. I just remember it was crazy because I, it must have been like meth or, okay. or, or you know, ever, I w- powder The, o- the other th- The usual thing, it was también de piedras, piedra, you know? So, Orale. So that, that, that's what I would hear the most. But I think in our area, it wasn't really too many gangs. It was mostly fucking drugs. And it was crazy, dude, because, you know, when we, I was maybe like nine or ten when I saw like the first person get shot.
0: Like in front of you?
1: Not in front of me, like. I saw people running. We heard the fucking gunshots and okay. we go outside and there's a fucking guy on the rolling floor. around on the fucking floor and we're all little kids. All of us are just like, what how old were you fuck? again, dude? I was like around nine or ten. Fuck. Freaky, yeah. dog. So we were little kids. So like for us to kind of like see that, you know, and then he died like a couple hours later at the hospital. So, you know, like there was a bunch of little things that I've, I, I don't take them for granted because I feel like the way that we grew up, our, the way our parents like, you know, the way our parents were with us, like they weren't really strict. But they would, kind of like give us a heads up. So, like for example, when the riots happened, we, us and like one of my friends' families were the only ones that didn't go to the fucking supermarkets and to go load up. Yeah, (laughs) my dad's like, we're not that type of people, you know. (laughs) Straight up, my dad was like, we're not that type of people. We're gonna stay here, stay your ass inside. Yeah, so it's just fucking snowing, you know, the fucking ashes from from everything, you know. So that's kind of the way we grew up. Like, so we always like our parents always trusted us to have a good head on our shoulders,
0: you know. So. And be careful at the same time because there's some shit out there.
1: Yeah, you know, like or when they see us hanging out with a certain person, they'll be like, hey, you know, like, just be careful with this guy, you know? Like, I'm not trying to tell you who, who how to choose your friends, but just be careful with this guy because, you know. Some shit can happen. Yeah, who, I kind of don't trust him, you know? So then it, it was up to us, and, you know, we would filter out friends all the time, you know, based on, like, oh, dude, I want to play fucking soccer. I don't want to be hanging out with, like, fucking six other kids, you know, <laughs> breaking windows or causing desmadre, you know? Oh, hell yeah, dude. Get in trouble and shit. Yeah, so. so, so end up in juvie. Yeah. <laughs> so for us to, like, to see, go from that to, like, you know, grow up as an adult in the same neighborhood, you know, see friends come and go, see friends, you know, pretty much pass away, you know, do the you know, doing their own thing friends moving to palmdale when that shit started happening you know that's one of the great exodus these are like palmdale (laughs) lancaster merino valley yeah (laughs) so you know it it was a trip to see those changes as little kids but now as adults like you know we my brother moved to this house on on bonner in kent that house was 1753 kent street that house we did everything out of that fucking house so it was cool like my brother lived, everybody, and, you know, I used to play in a band called Society of Parasites, and everybody in that band at some point lived in the house. Okay. Which is cool. And then um, we started, you know, like, you know, just doing everything out of the house. My, we, we got signed to Hellcat in, like, 06, 07, something like that. All right. Just from playing backyards, dude. We started playing when, when I started. Right there in the L.A. Echo Park area? Yeah. We s- our first sh- when Our first show, I was 15 and my brother was 12. Oh, Our first serious? Backyard Show. Fuck, yeah. you guys were little, dog. Yeah, we were little fucking... We didn't know what the fuck we were doing, you know? We you just, guys were just playing. We just love fucking punk rock. We we, we love music. And that's really what kept us away from everything. M- I mean, was the know? music and played in bands. Yeah, And being around the scene. As cheesy as it sounds, it's right. fucking crazy because I didn't worry about anything else. All I worried about was about, like, oh, let's fucking write a new song. Oh, fuck let's yeah. Let's do this, you know?
0: Were you collecting seven inches and all that and being in the scene? Yeah,
1: yeah, pretty much. So w- when we started, um, you know, getting into music... Actually my uncle, who passed away, um, he was the one that kinda got us into music. Like well we we you know, as as little kids growing up in hoods, like a lot of the stuff you listen to is mostly like hip hop and like you know, shit that comes around, or shit that you hear on the radio, because right. especially as a kid, you know, it's, it's hard to go and, and try to choose music when you don't have somebody to kind of point you in, s- in a certain direction. Oh yeah,
0: you hear the shit that's on the radio and shit, the fucking trendy poppy shit, or you know, occasional Tupac, Biggie, whatever yeah. the rap stuff that's fucking big at the time.
1: And I have an older brother, and it's, it's you know, me and my younger brother, and I have a little sister. But my older brother was always in a different direction, you know. He was yeah, always listened to different things than we did, and then me and me and my brother Freddie have always kind of like stuck together, you know. So we started just like randomly going. We used to go to Rockaway Records right oh, there. Oh, fuck on, yeah, dude. <laughs> right there <laughs> on Silver Lake off yeah, of Glendale yeah, yeah. Boulevard. Yeah, it's still exactly. there. It used smaller be, now. Yeah, it used to be the whole fucking it's corner. A little dog. We used to go there and go to the youth section and just fucking anything, peel through that yeah, shit. Yeah, just peel through everything and then like eventually choose out records. And then we'd found some cool shit. But like, I, I was going back to um, how we got into like rock music in general. Was okay. my, my uncle just came one day. He's like, you know, I think you guys are going to like this. And he gave us like four tapes. I remember it was like four tapes. Yeah, yeah. It was like Kiss. It was You Two. It was like I can't remember who the other two fucking were. Joshua Tree or what. <laughs> the classic one. My my uncle was cool, man. He was a very like open minded dude.
0: Like you know, wasn't like normal by any sense. He was nah, like open to a lot nah, of man, different shit. He, he wasn't the typical Latino
1: per se. No, no. He it wasn't he like those bookies and like you know all that other shit. He liked all that shit, but right. at the same time, he was the the that one fool that would go out of its way. To you know, listen to some shit that none of us listen to, you okay. know. So outside the box type. Yeah, yeah. So he always everything he did was outside the box. He was like the happiest person I ever fucking. Are you ha- serious? I ever met? Fuck yeah. When yeah. we met him, it always
0: was always cool. Cool people like that are always good because it's good blood, dude. Yeah. No bad vibes, and you usually a lot of people like that gel with music, did you know?
1: I never saw that guy get mad. You like, know, so like he, he that's how cool of, he was. was. He, was that, he was one of those fucking guys. I can't remember how he ended up living at our house, but. I just remember that he was like in his like mid twenties and he he had like a little corner. You know, we we kind of stuffed in the little <laughs> apartment, but he had a little corner in living room. make it work, dude. Yeah, and then you know it kind of gave a little bit more freedom to my parents too because they could go out and you know he'd be like, oh, I'll take care of them. It's oh fuck good. yeah, dude. And he was never like one to be like, oh no, I want to go out. He's like, oh, no, it's cool, <laughs> man. You know, I'll stay with these guys and he would do all this fun shit with us. He was always cool, but he got us into music and then we used to go to Rockaway and then we you know we used to just get a grip of fucking records and then eventually just fucking. You know, started listening to things and then we just, you know, started liking punk a little bit more than anything else. So it was cool because like in our little group where where we grew up, we were like the first people that were like listening to punk. We are the only little punkers, even though we never really dressed like fucking spiky hair or leather jackets and shit like that.
0: But as far as the music, you know what was up and you know what the fuck was up with the scene and what you liked. And who was the first fucking punk band or fucking punk record? punk tape, punk fucking seven inch or 12 inch or 10 inch that you fucking got into that fucking sparked that fucking fire after you listen to rock.
1: So I remember that... Because especially
0: being in LA, at that time when you're talking about some shit was happening in LA, because you know like when, you know, and then we're, you know, we're going to go to the cheesy, you know, fucking classic fucking Green Day got big. Offspring <laughs> got big. It was yeah. the second coming. And then you had bands like fucking Bad Religion that were getting big. They still kept it real, but they went to a major label from Epitaph to Atlantic. Yeah. With fucking, what was it? Recipe for Hate. And then you had fucking Ranted, yeah. and, you know, the the rest is history kind of. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah. So the f- the first official record that I, f- I remember, like, vividly, because, you know, it was such a long time ago, but I remember the the first record that we really got into was uh, An Out the Wolves" by Rancid. Oh, really? Yeah. So that was the okay. So that and was kind of like the there. game changer for us. Really? Because then we started, you know, that's when we kind of started playing punk. Okay. So. That's a
0: classic record. too. Yeah, I no, mean, it, I mean. it
1: is. You know, like for what we play now, it's just completely out of the fucking realm. You know, but yeah. at the same time, that was one of the records that just kind of opened us up to everything. Because if you listen to that record. It has ev- almost everything: ska, Every- yeah, reggae, punk. Yeah, it has almost all the all the the genres that you know. till today, I still listen to. Oh, you know Fuck yeah, saying? dude! They so, did a
0: good mix of it. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. and they
1: always do. You know that was. I mean, nowadays their records are a little bit different, but right, right. You know, back in the in those days, you know, like. The first three records were all like kind of like their own thing. Oh, you know? fuck
0: well, if you go back to the first one, self-titled, it's like GBH driven. Yeah, yeah. The other one was like kind of, that's my favorite. Let's go. And yeah. it's like the one of the reasons being is because Lars sings less. Yeah. You know I mean? <laughs> <laughs> and I'm not trying to be a, dick, or a <laughs> dick. But to me, it was, it was, and that's the first time I seen him right before that record came out. Yeah. So that's when Homeboy had the little leopard hair. And they were on fucking fire. And that's when, you know, uh, Tim or Lint, whatever you want to call yeah. him, was actually playing his guitar. Yeah. A place to give him the little strokes <laughs> he does now. He was actually ripping on it. and ripping yeah, yeah, So. Well, he and,
1: when, when they started, he was the only guitarist. Oh, yeah. Because Lars wasn't Operation even in the band. Abbey, he was oh, yeah. the only guitarist. You know? Oh, fuck yeah, dude. So, like, little shit like that. It's always cool to, like, know because, you know, when you're a kid, I feel like it's different with music because I feel like when you're younger, I think you research into, like, and it was different because we didn't have internet. We couldn't just oh fuck, fuck no! It. It's we all liner have, yeah. notes <laughs> and like um
0: maximum rock and roll flip side yeah, exactly and what you talk to with other fools that's seen them live or know somebody that yeah, knows them exactly and shit like that like a roadie or yeah. it's all like undercover cheese man you know what I mean
1: so it wasn't it wasn't like as easy as it is now we oh, couldn't fuck just do no. that so I feel it's like more personal more intimate oh yeah I feel like before you used to research into everything about like the music the band and then oh fuck yeah you did your homework yeah exactly so. You know that was the first record that kind of got it off for us. We started playing punk. We started playing backyards. I mean, we played fucking backyards for fucking years. But my dad's always been into sound and like engineering and shit. So, okay, Freddie picks up for my dad, and uh, he's he, he engineers all our shit now. He's been engineering all our shit since two thousand nine. Oh fuck yeah, dude! So you know, when when we started doing the whole the you know when we started getting a little bit more serious, started getting bigger shows starting to you know talking to different people you know so at one point i remember rancid was doing uh they used to call it rancid radio i think it was like on i can't remember what it, what I it wanna was
0: i want to say it uh, was it was an xm but it was one of the maybe it could have been xm cause yeah they really have a probably channel probably now we starting yeah. but um yeah i definitely remember rancid radio and it had all their friends bands or the ones that they were pushing from hellcat yeah because he made a deal because I, n- I remember and this is like because <laughs> the only reason i know this is uh voodoo Skulls was on epitaph and um <laughs> i know when um When Rancid blew up off Salvation and um, Let's Go, they also blew up off uh, Roots and Radicals, Mm -hmm. which got on the radio up there in the Bay Area. And these motherfuckers started making money. And then there was a fucking bidding war with them, like fucking Warner Brothers wanted them, Madonna wanted them. I heard Madonna send them a naked picture. (laughs) Yeah, fool. And um, they were going to, you know, Maverick, you know, Deftones were on Maverick, at that time, big ass label, right? (laughs) Underneath the fucking umbrella of Warner Brothers. Yeah. So a big old uh, bidding war popped up and Mr. Brett, Guitar player, the founder of Epitaph or whatever the fuck, um, was uh, he gave him a deal, which is like, you know, a guy offered you can't refuse. But on top of that, he gave a Tim a label, which yeah. was eventually became Hellcat. Yeah. And he put all you know, that's when like target he was ahead of his time in the sense that Tiger Army and Necro- like all those bands are like, you know, the rockabilly scene predated all that shit. Yeah. And then all the bands like your band and, um, you know, even transplants and shit. Yeah. You know what I
1: mean? Yeah. So it was crazy because. You know, like we were still just fucking little kids and being fans and shit, you know, <laughs> and, and, and that it's different than what like being that to actually coming
0: into the business. and yeah. seeing, Oh, fuck. This is a business. Yeah. This ain't all about like fucking everybody's happy. I mean, yeah. everybody is happy, but you start seeing what it really rolls and how it rolls. Yeah. It's different. It's eye opening. You know what I
1: mean? Yeah. So we sent a, we sent a demo out to Rancid Radio and they were like, oh, um, his brother wrote his uh, Jeff. Jeff Armstrong wrote, wrote his back. He's like, "Hey, I really like your, your record. I'm going to recommend this to to my brother." Oh fuck yeah. And I was like, "All right, cool." So then like maybe like 3 or 4 months later I get this fucking text message, right? And it said, "Hey, cool. it's Tim Armstrong from Rancid. I want you guys to open for us at the Echo."
0: is that when they were doing kind of like um, a residency? They did a residency. They did okay. four nights. All right, totally. And I was like, fuck,
1: man. I, I thought it was a fucking joke. Right know? before <laughs> uh,
0: Let the Dominoes Fall, right? Or some shit. Was that that record? <sighs> mm, or I'm the... not sure, dude. Okay, I but anyway, It was a long time. Right, right. At the Echo right it, there, right yeah, there. Yeah, it must off have been sunset. like 2005 or 2006. Yeah,
1: fuck yeah, dude. So then um, I was like, as I saw my brother. I was like, hey, you know, I got this text message. I have a feeling it's one of our homies fucking around <laughs> with us. <laughs> and that's the worst ever, because I've done that to motherfuckers,
0: dog. Yeah. I've got, I call friends, ban. Like, and then, you know, the whole thing, the whole cable goes out. Hey, dog, we're fucking, they approached us. We're going to get signed. And then you give them a call like two days later. You know, I was fucking with you, huh, dog?
1: <laughs> fuck you, dog. <laughs> Let's fuck so like, my brother's like, well, just fucking call the number. And I was like, <laughs> fuck it, I'll call it, you know? Right. So I called him and it was Tim, you know? He's like, hey, Jimmy, I want you guys to play Yo, with yeah. us. <laughs> and I was like, fuck. I was like, yeah, we're, we'll do it. He's like, you're not going to ask your band? And I was like, nah, we're going to do it, bro. And he's like, all right, cool. Like that, damn, All. will fuck it. Yeah, yeah, so then uh, we got their booking agent sent us all the information. So we we played that. We weren't signed yet. And then after that, since I lived in Echo Park and I was booking a lot of shows, we were booking a lot of little backyard shows and a lot of shit in in L.A., all right. Tim asked me to start booking Hellcat Nights at the Echo. So I, oh, I was really? doing all the booking for them for a while. Oh, fuck so yeah. So we did some pretty badass shows, and that would always include local bands. Oh, fuck yeah. always been, like, local bands, you know? To,
0: like, keep the scene alive and where you guys <coughs> come from, and yeah, that, like, that way to put a fucking foot down and, like, let motherfuckers know that we're here and from here.
1: Yeah, exactly. So then, you know, it got to a point where we were doing so much work, and we played with them a couple of nights. Uh, we played at the Fonda with them, too. We played at, a, you know, a couple of different places with them. And then Tim's, Tim would ask me for ba- what bands would be good for, to open for them and shit like that. So I was getting right. al- I was, I was like, I was getting up. We, we were getting along really well, you know? So then eventually he asked us to be on the label. Same thing, you know? And, you know, being on a label like that is always... It's crazy because it's what you've always wanted.
0: It's exciting, huh? Yeah,
1: it's exciting. But at the same time, you also... It's a lot of pressure on you because... Oh, fuck. You, you got to produce I, I, now. Yeah, the I feel eyes like, are on you. I feel like the the label didn't put any pressure on us. I feel like we put a lot of pressure on ourselves. So... But it wasn't bad, you know? It kept us really busy. It kept us, like, excited. Like, it kept us doing shit, you know? So, real quick, uh, Jimmy, mm-hmm. um,
0: how old were you guys, when you guys when you guys got approached the first time when you guys did that uh, residency with
1: Rancid? So, fuck, man. I'm bad at math, but I know, <laughs> I, w- I know it was 2005 or 2006. So, you guys already been playing for about five years? We started playing in 97. Oh, okay. So, probably more than that. Okay, eight, nine? Eight, yeah, eight, about eight years, eight, nine years. So, we had been playing for a minute. And okay. like I said, we we played almost every fucking backyard in this fucking city. And you guys were already solid by that time. Yeah, yeah. We we had we had, you know, we never stopped writing music. We even now with the Death March. OK, we just fucking write. We have like over 70 songs for Death March. I know that for for Parasites, we had like about 100 songs. Oh, wow. So we just never stop writing. Freddie, my brother, he's every fucking day he's writing. So if, if we say, oh, we're going to do this new record or, you know, this split or whatever. You have material. We have material like so. You know, we, we, we had a lot of shit, but we also wrote some new shit for that record. And we recorded at West Beach. Oh, fuck yeah. yeah the legendary West yeah, Beach right so there, dude. Donnell Cameron figured, and Homeboy. Yeah, yeah. They, you know, they gave you some, some pretty decent money, you know, f- for a small band like us. An advancement? hmm A recording budget. So the, we chose that studio. We went in there. Elvis from Left Alone produced it. Oh, fuck yeah, dude. He's, he's a really good friend of mine. And um, we had one of their engineers engineered the record. And then, you know, it was a solid record. I feel, and put us out there. We got a, a good response from a lot of a lot of people. And then the second record was... Um, we So we had a three-record deal. It was a two plus two plus one or whatever. Okay. So on the second record, Freddie was like, you know what, I'm just going to learn how to record. So with this new, new, next advance that we're getting, let's just fucking buy a studio gear.
0: And that's just to cut costs and do it
1: yourself? Exactly. Okay. So he started doing that, you know? So right as we were going to start the fucking record... Our homie that was living at 1753 got shot. Like, super random fucking Friday night. I just remember getting a text like, oh, your your homie scum got shot. Shot and killed or just shot? Yeah, he got shot and oh, killed. Oh, fuck, dude. In front of our bases. So, oh, wow. So it was like up front and personal. Yeah, it was at a backyard show where no fucking gang members should have been. Ever? They shouldn't have been there. I mean... Did you show up to fucking shoot him?
0: And what? Th- w- was he singled out or was it an he issue what, or what? Ha- I, I, from what I you know,
1: I wasn't there, and I hate asking these fucking questions to people that were there because it's fucking traumat- traumatic. Oh fuck you know? yeah,
0: dude, you fucking a trigger fucking. From
1: what I know, they just showed up looking for trouble, and they they started trouble with somebody else, and he kind of backed them up. So they're like, oh, all right, you're gonna back him up. So then you take it oh damn like that so that's how it was it wasn't even like and that's one thing about fucking
0: like gang bullshit it's pretty fucking cold and like they don't like talk shit they just do it you know what I mean it's
1: just whack because oh yeah it fucking sucks I feel like you know you know like especially punk rock and, and gangs like that shouldn't it should never be mixed you know like just because I, the mentalities are way different you know Oh fuck and then yeah, you dude. know there's a lot of punk rockers that are, that are hotheads too but you know gang members are way more hotheads oh yeah You know, and they, they, they don't fight you Oh no no! no. They're, they're just know, they have a knife or here. they have a fucking you know gun or whatever. So, that was right before we started that record. So we just pretty much stopped everything that we were doing for that record, and everybody you know at the time I, th- I think I was going through a breakup too, and it's just a bunch of shit that was going on. So we were right. like, let's just take a break. Everybody take a break.
0: And on top of that, you were going through all that pressure of trying to. F- producing like you know putting all that pressure on top of you not from the label but you guys yeah us. so you had that extra added element to fuck kind of everything up or put a fucking yeah it it just a wrench in your fucking it
1: it put a dent in the in the whole situation you know because it was like there was a lot of pressure like i said on ourselves to to put out like we want to put good music out but at the same time there's so much shit going on that if we record right now we're probably gonna regret it so let's just chill let let this shit soak in and then let's let's come come in with a record and that's what we did so then the second record was, was super bilingual just because we went, we were like, fuck this. We're just going to take this shit back to the roots. Oh, fuck. Yeah, dude. We're going to, we're going to really express how we feel through this record. So if you listen to our first record and our second record, completely fucking different records. Even the music. Even the music. Because the first one was, you could tell that we were going through a really good, like a really good moment in our lives. You know? You guys were excited. Fucking yeah. You just got signed. So fucking
0: that, you're at West Beach. You're fucking rolling with the big dogs. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. And good times. Dude.
1: Yeah, so that that record has that energy, and this the second record that we did for Hellcat was a very different energy. It was like way more real. I even even my, even my dad wrote a song for the. For oh us. fuck yeah, dude! My dad wrote a song. He he showed it to my brother. He's like, hey, you know, I want you to consider this for your record. So my brother my brother put it in his work. You know, like kind of like used a lot of his. Cause my my dad likes to write a lot. So my if you listen to that song. It's called Politicos. If you listen to that song, you could tell a lot of my dad's frustrations and all the shit that my dad's been through through my brother. So it's actually a really good fucking song, you know. So uh, a lot of the songs on, on that record are a little short story. It was a, we, we made it in like into 24 songs or something like that. And some of the songs are like 20, 20 seconds. Some of them are like 50 seconds. But that record was never meant to be played in Shuffle.
0: It was just like from it was just from, just from first beginning to, to, to end. end, okay,
1: and if you listen to that whole record, there's a whole story of everything that happened in those fucking in that year and a half, two years span
0: from the time you guys recorded the first one yeah, till then to til then, yeah, so it's kind of like um,
1: it's a very intimate record like if if you listen to it, like I said, like if you listen to it without thinking about like you know all the shit that we had just gone through like not knowing anything, it was just a hard record, but for a lot of our close friends and a lot of the people that are and you know that were really close to us, they understood that record a lot because. They were there. We Had were an there,
0: autobiographical. You know. Autobiographical storyline to it. Yeah, exactly. Giving you guys like a footprint of where you guys come from and your scene and uh, your family and friends.
1: Yeah, yeah. So it was uh it was you know it was crazy. And then you know that's when, so that was 2010, and that's kind of like when everything started changing in Echo Park. You know, um as we were gonna, we were thinking about getting picking up that th- the option for the third record. A bunch of shit happened too and then uh our guitarist uh vince was like you know what i'm thinking of moving to the bay area oh wow so at that at that very moment my first thought was like was never to be like oh you know like why are you moving to the bay it was like that's cool man i'm really happy for you because i feel like uh, everybody you know like has their own way of of reflecting on a lot of things and I think he was just over a lot of the shit that was going on. He didn't on want here. to be around anymore where yeah. that, all that shit went down. Yeah, I think he was over a lot of that shit. So, you know, at that point for us in 2010, I, it was just a lot of changes and I think that's also when we played our last shows like 2010.
0: And you didn't want to hold him back too. So. Yeah, we
1: we everybody, you know, was my brother was moving on in his profession, you know. I had just like started like really like getting into the whole screen printing business and I had started like getting customers and I was it's starting to get more real for me. Okay. And then, uh our bass is the same thing, you know, everybody was just kind of doing their own thing, so we were like, "Let's just take a break and let's see where this takes us and then that's pretty much the last time we played in two thousand and ten so in like two thousand and twelve like Freddie had my brother had been writing a lot of fucking music, and then and your brother is he, is he the primary songwriter? Yeah, okay. he always writes all the music, and the lyrics too or lyrics, you lyrics no li- for death March is different for for society's parasites, he wrote uh, music and lyrics for Death March, he only does music, okay uh then Rob does lyrics. So, but like I said, like 2010 is where everything started changing. So Echo Park started getting a little bit different, you know. And and it sucks because I feel, you know, what what I don't like about Echo Park now when I go is that it, you don't have what, like, you know, now that I'm here in Boyle Heights, this is how Echo Park was, like, 10, 15 years ago. So what you're saying is it lost its flavor. It lost a lot of its flavor. It lost a lot of its, like, true, like, Aesthetic. I feel like the people that are there. They take it for granted.
0: Yeah, they're like, but they're mostly transplants. Yeah, now. Yeah,
1: they're they're ninety percent transplants. <laughs> you know? It's not
0: like you have like the original guys that like knew that little tiendita on the corner when it was there twenty years ago. No, it's or the, the, lady it's up the, the street.
1: that's thinking, hey, why don't they close that shit and open something <laughs> new? You know, where's the Starbucks, bro? <laughs> it's for real, man. Like, it's just, it's <laughs> Dude, they're juicing <laughs> up over here. I need some kale. <laughs> <laughs> the mentality is so fucking different, man, and it's
0: crazy. And I can see it bothers you because I'm not from LA, but I see the changes, and I'm like, dude, I'm with the people. I mean, I understand that fucking we live in a capitalist society and we have to move forward, and you have to, and it's a cycle. Every 50 years, you change it up yeah. and get it newer again. But um, it's really up to its people and like, you know, in the end who owns it because yeah. everybody's going to cash out and whether it's like, all right, even if like you have some people that are Hispanic, Latino, how you want to categorize them and they have some property, but then the breakdown of ha- a family happens, you know, what yeah. I mean? the, the father dies or the mother dies and then they didn't have their shit close knit. And maybe if you own four duplexes in a, an apartment building, now they got to split it up and sell it opposed to maintaining it. Keeping the legacy going and keeping your people in there, you know what I mean? Yeah. And the breakdown of family. Corporations are always going to come in there, or you know, people with money and roll you through with that fucking dollar, dog. So
1: on our side of Echo Park, there was a lot of Filipinos, and okay. they were the ones that the Filipinos owned our 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 company. It was five little houses. There were little tiny houses. Okay. And this is where you guys were already That's started
0: to record beyond. This is yeah. where you guys were as little kids. So we kids. used
1: to use the basement, and then we used to upstairs. We used to do all the guitars and stuff, and it was cool because it had like little rooms. So everybody lived somewhere in, in a room fucking house but there's some little we used to call my my, well, my homie Lewis used to live in a little long room so we used to call it the jail cell <laughs> and then i used to sleep in the on a longer room <laughs> that's what she and, said hey. <laughs> <laughs> <This whole time. laughs> i used to sleep in a longer room that wasn't like as small as the jail cell but i had enough room to stretch out but it was just to sleep you know oh hell yeah but fuck man i went from paying my own place for like 900 bucks to like paying like Two hundred dollars a month. Awful! Come <laughs> on, dog. Now you got money to play with. <laughs> fool. Yeah. So they sold the house. They sold the whole. You know, because the the mom had left back to Philippines, and she's like, I, I, "You guys do whatever you want." So really like he, that. So I would. He, we would hear them sometimes arguing about shit like oh Pac, sell, man. yeah sell these fucking houses already and spend oh, the fucking money, and, you know? do, and that's how people are dog yeah. that's what
0: and that's the whole thing of being from somewhere and that's when you ever have the power of property because you have enormous property rights here in the state of california but to keep and contain that shit yeah that's where it's at i mean because if you go down wherever any part that's been like that forever not every part of la it's you know generational and generationally yeah. owned and upkept. i mean whether you want to say families everything it is but you know It's always like, look at the Trumps, dude. You know what I mean? They they don't fuck with anybody. They don't fuck with them. They they have their own families, have jobs, you know, within their organization or whatever the fuck they do. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Not to bring up a fucking bad name or bring it (laughs) bring the podcast down. You know what I'm saying? The (laughs) breakup of family fucking can contribute to fucking you know, the gentrification fucking um happening even that much more yeah quicker. And I'm I'm for the people. I mean, I don't give a fuck, dude. Maybe it's because I don't have money. Maybe it's because I'm still optimistic dude and don't like the the not necessarily the man but big business big money dude yeah. corporatizing
1: shit so they sold the the property for like 1.3 million dollars or something like that wow which if, that, if they would have fucking kept if they would have put some more money into those ah, houses dude, they would have doubled that motherfucker oh you know yeah. but at the same time you know like you know what like i said when all gentrification happened and i was like oh here you know even you know till earlier this year i was paying 300 bucks a month To live in Echo Park That's what's up So And and it's not that I took it for granted But I would see people Like damn They don't live here anymore Like oh fuck They don't live here anymore Like what the fuck We're lucky We're the only ones here now You know Slowly but surely It was coming home There was like Us There was another Latino family And that was it (laughs) That That was all that was left Really On that whole block Yeah everybody else was like You know There was white people There was I guess Jewish people I don't know Everybody (laughs) you know bunch of hueros everybody calls them you know like my mom was late at night you know like they're walking around i mean you went to my pad once right And they're all walking around like partying like (laughs) nothing i mean i
0: remember my homie used to live in that area and we're going back to 2010 2009 and it was kind of a sketch yeah it was still you know (laughs) motherfuckers were stealing bikes shooting at your ass yeah like there was like after a while you can't be looking at anybody wrong
1: so we went from that house being nine nine hundred thirty five bucks to now they're renting it for three thousand (laughs) dollars damn so, you know, they gave us they gave us some money to leave cuz you know, rent control is is, <laughs> is different, but you know, like I feel like the problem with a lot of Latinos is that they they feel that somebody coming in and offering you like $10,000, $20,000, they feel like that's a lot of money. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and I feel like they like the people that are gentrifying just look at us as a bunch of ignorant ass people.
0: Oh yeah, they're just gonna buy you with money.
1: Yeah, but not that much money. Yeah, yeah. you little, know, like we'll they just make it seem storm. like Boom. it's a yeah. lot of money. So it's stacked real quick. So and I nice remember and all big. the houses. All the houses had people, and then when, when when the new owners bought the house, they sold that shit like in three days. They came and they paid cash, and they fucked. that shit was gone in three days out of the market. Wow. Like four people came to see the property, like, and then that shouldn't. It was like a Saturday, and by Wednesday the following week, we already had a notice from the new owner. And wow. then so one of the ladies you know, I'm awesome. mad, you know, she went to get a lawyer and then <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: exactly, man. And
1: then uh, so then she went to drop off letters from all the lawyers that, you know, they can't kick us out. So then the new the new owners, they're actually really fucking cool dudes. Now, I'm not going to I'm not going to bullshit you and say, fuck those guys. Yeah, yeah they're yeah. actually really fucking cool dudes. They were willing to work with people. But like I said, the 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 problem is like with the ignorance is. A lot of people is like, "Oh, here's twenty five thousand dollars for you guys to relocate." Okay, cool. Where do I sign? You know? Yeah, I'm gonna go buy a new yeah. car now and get it's the like, big screen. It's like you got a settlement. Then yeah, but <laughs> if you think about it, twenty five grand isn't gonna do shit for you anymore. Fuck no, not in L. A. So then uh, we're we gonna
0: you, go relocate to somewhere more expensive.
1: Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Well, you definitely from fucking paying like nine hundred to a thousand dollars for a house. You know, you're not gonna find that shit anywhere else. In oh LA. fuck it. and you go a thousand times twenty five. You know, that's just two years. Yeah. So, so we, we, um, I told my brother, I was like, you know what? Let's not take that shit. Let's negotiate with them. You know, I'm a business (laughs) guy, you know, (laughs) like I'm a fucking business guy. You You know you looked at like, you know, the long form. Yeah. yeah. I was like, you know, and my brother started looking into shit like, you know, these motherfuckers got a hundred grand to get the fuck out of this house. You know, like, (laughs) you know, I started doing homework. I I had lunch with Tim one day and Uh I was like, why don't you guys ask him for a thousand, a hundred thousand dollars, you know? And I was like, you know, I hadn't thought about it like that. You know, I hadn't, I hadn't thought about it. Like, but, you know, like like I said, most Latino families, they don't think about the big picture. They don't, they don't negotiate. You know? Yeah. You know, they feel like, oh, they're getting, okay, cool. Well, that we first, have, they we jump have, on the first offer because that f- first offer may not be there anymore. Yeah, like, we have to leave then. It's like, nah, you know, like.
0: W- and a lot of it is ignorance because they don't really know. I mean, and a lot of them, you know, maybe never were owners or knew anybody that went through that, per- yeah. you know, because information is power, you, you know. And then you stay in the state of ignorance where somebody comes with, 25 g's yeah you're looking at the green you yeah. never seen 25 thousand dollars in one fucking <laughs> yeah. sitting so to you it's like you know and fucking cheech's eyes get all big and born in the east l.a yeah. dog you <laughs> know what i mean
1: yeah no exactly man so then um we negotiated with them we we're the last people in the house for like two two or three months <laughs> that. out of those five houses we we're the only ones there we heard construction we heard Thorn in, and yeah. their, in their side all dude. all sorts of shit man and we you know we got like three months free rent you know eventually <laughs> eventually we fucking we, we signed a deal, you know? You worked it. But then, right after that, that's when we, re- we realized how fucked up gentrification is. That shit is fucking what sad, sense? bro. Because, you know, we started looking for houses because we're like, you know, my brother has a good job. You guys wanted to stay in the same area? We wanted to, but we knew we couldn't afford it, so we okay. were looking for something pretty close. We put in bids on at least 12 fucking houses. Wow. I'll bid every time, or sometimes they wouldn't respond to our bids, you know? And then I told my brother it's like I hate to sound like one of those fucking people that says that gentrification is real but our fucking last names really have a lot to do with this shit. You know, we got my brother's girlfriend's Gonzalez we're Cepedas, you know, we're, we're, if like, were Anderson or Smith. It
0: would probably been yeah, a different it story. Probably been different. They don't want the same type of people living there. It's so <laughs>
1: whack, dude. And it's know? so funny but that you say that, though, because it's true. Yeah. And, you know, the the fucked up thing is that we're not the same. Those same type of people. Exactly. But we're they edu- think you, are. you know, my brother's educated. My brother's girl's educated. I'm You know, I did high school, but I have my own business, you know, right. like. So it wasn't like we were a bunch of fucking losers that are trying to fucking somehow buy this house it's like you know we're three people that can afford to to buy a house you know and and afford to pay our mortgage and afford to do everything for our house you know so even on um, you know we went to pico union we drove in fucking everybody from 18th street was kicking it in the fucking block you know fucking house was 399 and we're like okay let's put a bid fucking we're gonna have to live in the same shit we just did fucking you know for the last 10 years you know okay. we're used to it Fucking house went for five ninety nine in Pico Union, bro. Jesus, fucking two hundred thousand dollars over fucking market price. Like, how are we supposed to compete with that? And yeah. it was probably some fucking piece of shit that bought that shit cash, you know. <laughs> Damn, dude. And, and it's probably now regretting it because you know he realizes how fucked. It's gonna take a while for Pico Union to be like <laughs> w- what they expect it <laughs> to yeah, be, you know. But dude. they sell you on shit like, oh, fucking a mile away from fucking uh, LA Live, you know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, a fucking five dollar uber ride to staples center So stupid shit you know but it's but if you think about it it's like you know i just feel like a lot of us just don't 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 comprehend the reality of a lot of shit oh totally you know? and i
0: think too like um and i'm not knocking any political uh leaders or representatives i think that um there's a lot um to do with even just the educational public educational system that there's no civics in school that um a lot of programs are gone, but also too that um, when something's really coming up that's gonna displace a lot of people, they don't really tell you the truth. Yeah, they exactly. sugarcoat it. I mean, they have jobs and they have futures and they're worrying about their kids and their yeah. futures before a- any of their constituency is gonna get attended to. Yeah, and, you it, know, and it sucks because you go on the west side. Yeah, they're very more transparent, but then you know, those people have been wor- living and voting in the system for you know eons, for you know since the beginning of their time or their parents if they've been there the whole yeah. time. And we're basically new to this game. But, you know, yeah. there's a guy that comes out of law school or that's been through the system. And, like, he's a token dude. And, like, you're going to get bits and pieces. <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? It, 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 Short it, into the stick, uh, per se.
1: Yeah. And it sucks because I know I know your podcast is not, like, a political podcast. Oh, no. It's like all that. good. It's for... for but,
0: it, I actually want to have politicians on and all that stuff. And these are, like, vital issues. Dude. Yeah.
1: But, for example, like, for me, like, when Echo Park got redone, it was a... Uh, 167 million dollar renovation or some shit like that okay. they closed it for like two or three years right you know they did this whole fucking cutting of the ribbon i was there fucking clapping like i fucking knew what th- what the reality of everything was gonna be at the end of the day you know yeah yeah yeah. and you know i was there you know and i remember it was when like a fucking farce yeah so i was there i remember when garcetti was like oh you know i'm gonna you know beautify la this and that you know you know but you, you fell into that trap you love, don't think about it. that shit you know like no, i said no, the, no, ig- no. the ignorance behind a lot of a. Uh, A lot of politics, especially in Latinos, it's it it sucks because we don't think about that. We you know, a lot of the times, you know, these fucking these people are created to give you that pretty face and be like, oh, (laughs) this is what's going to happen. And everybody's going to be okay. It's like, but no, not everybody's okay. After that fucking asshole Garcetti came into this fucking into the city, he's the one that fucked everything up. You know, like right now, the same shit happened where my business used to be. Where were you located at originally? So my my original building for my business was on 1625 Palo Alto Street. A lot of people don't know where that street is. It's in Echo Park, but if you know where the tennis courts are, is that one street that takes you to the freeway across the street from the tennis courts, right around on Glendale and Temple? Okay, okay. That's, that street is Palo Alto Street. And then that, that's that building that burned down, right? So that building burned down, like fuck, man. Like we had so <laughs> my, my, my my, You just can't win, hot huh, dog. <laughs> dude, it sucked, <laughs> man. Fucking a death march before death march. Eh? <laughs> it sucked, man, because like it was a perfect and that's a legit spot right there. It was badass, dude. Oh, and yeah, I used to it was- like it because you know, like that was like a park, like you know, when it was like the the square footage I was paying like some stupid shit like sixty nine cents a square foot. Oh, dude! I had like fucking twenty five hundred square feet. I there was a whole room I didn't use. You know, it was just like I would walk in there every once in a while and just walk out. You know, but had abundant space for what you were paying. You for. You know, I, I really don't know what happened at that building. Uh-huh. It, the 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 fire wasn't on our floor. The fire the fire was in the in the floor upstairs. You know, I I could, I could point fingers and and say maybe this guy did it. Right, you know? or maybe even an arson. Yeah, percent. yeah. So, but at the same time it's like that shit burned down like a year into like me starting like officially starting like the business you know okay so i'm never i'm 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 not really the type of person that will like Get down on shit. Like I always think about, like fuck it. I'll just like figure something out.
0: You're optimistic.
1: Yeah, it, it, and I'm not really negative about situations, you know. So like when that shit happened, I mean, I was. It was like I was, <laughs> I was in my pad. It was, I lived so close to my shot I was like literally like a, a. I used to ride my bike there in three minutes. Skate there, ride your bike yeah. there, whatever the fuck. It was on the other side of the one one. So I remember I kept hearing a fucking helicopter going around and around and around. And I had, I had just fucking brought a Costco pizza for everybody <laughs> at our house. We were fucking up <laughs> pizza. Hey, dude. That pizza's bomb, by the <laughs> way, Super though. bomb, oh, dude, the hot dog's cool. <laughs> So I had bought a pizza, you know, showed up, cool guy, with the fucking big-ass pizza everybody's eating or whatever. And I was like, you know what? Turn on the fucking news. This helicopter's pissing me off. Fire <laughs> in Echo Park. And I'm eating a slice of pizza, and I'm like, holy shit, that's our fucking building. And then my brother's girlfriend was like, no, that's not. And I was like, that's our fucking building, dude. Because, you know, and... and in the air, everything looks different, you know. So um, it turned out to be our fucking building. and I showed up, and it fu- it was like a fucking theme park, bro. It was like when when you know when you're in like uh, Universal Studios and you take that little fucking uh, what's that shit the trolley ride or uh-huh. whatever and there's fire and all this cool shit <laughs> it was like that dude it was crazy I was crossing there was a bridge shut that, up, there fool. was a bridge that connects you from the one side of the one, uh, one, yeah, you one can, the bridge you yeah, can walk bridge. across it so, ride your bike dude I could feel the heat from there and I could hear fucking glass breaking this, and shit it was brutal man that, it was that intense it was fucking epic dude it was a big ass fucking fire fucking backdraft dog that shit would never calm down and I remember I was there for like two hours and the fire kept going and these the firefighters are fighting this motherfucker really so they were they They were were going at it yeah so eventually like i was like i'm just gonna fucking go home nothing's gonna happen and then like i was at my pad i was like what the fuck do i do tomorrow do i show up to work like you know like and it was that all your equipment in there everything was in there so the cool shit was that the firefighters when the fire started since it was in the third floor and i was in the second floor what they did is they broke into the building really fast And everything that they thought was important, they gathered it up. Shut up, dude. And they threw tarps over it, like fire fire retardant tarps. Really, so, dude, so fucking a, dude, fucking. I, I mean, I'm
0: not trying to be a punk to firefighters because I always think that you know they're just gonna get a cat out of the tree or whatever. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying. But dude, fucking kudos to the yeah. LA it takes balls to do shit like that. <laughs> FD. Oh, uh, Dodgers are uh, three up, um, nice. s- top of the six. So nice. yeah, we're good right now. <laughs> <laughs> <So> <laughs> the pressure's on. I need to have the TV to your to your back. I don't put my glasses on to
1: see the score. Uh, so so you know. So they saved a lot of, really? all of my shit. That's fucking cool. At, at that time, we had just started Death March. So all of our merch just went way- because all we took was water damage because we didn't get fire down there. It was just water damage. Oh, okay. and water damage is worse than fire. Oh, fuck. Yeah, you know, it's just, it just it fucks everything goes in electronic and shit. The soot and all that shit. You're yeah. fucking fucked. So luckily, our computers, our press, like my printing press, my dad's printing press. Like the very bare essentials for, to our business m- survived okay was still,
0: uh, everything was still intact yeah so the nuts and bolts
1: yeah so and it took like a week or two before they actually let us in because they actually had to uh,
0: investigate and shit or it, w- it was really fucked up the way
1: that they worked it because
0: fortify the structure in essence
1: not just that but people were breaking in at night oh trying to t- tag <laughs> oh, and shit you know Oh, dude even though the building was pretty much condemned at the time you know so th- what they did was the they they hired a company to come and reinforce everything to okay make so th- everybody can go in and grab their shit, whatever was left.
0: Right. You don't want fucking the wall or a fucking ceiling collapsing on a motherfucker. Yeah. So
1: my screens all made it. My all my fucking my press made it. You know, it had some rust, but, you know, whatever. Right on. And then uh, so then we started looking for a new place and we ended up finding a spot down the street. Same owner of the building. Um, They had another building on the street and they they gave us like a month free. That was their like, their like price for like, you know. Oh, your fucking business burnt down. Here, month one month free or whatever. <laughs> yeah, you know? gee, thanks. So same <laughs> shit happened there, man. Like a uh, few years there, no, did no fire. But two years into it, the fucking, the dad died that owned everything. So the fucking sons all started fighting for this. How shit. many sons were there? I, that we know of was yeah. two that were like really and hardcore into it. And know? they
0: weren't even going to they're not gonna they weren't working willing to work with each other nah man probably did one want to save it and one want the money or or they both wanted the money one one of them was like
1: we're gonna keep doing everything how we've been doing it for the last 30 years awesome and the other one was like oh no from now on you guys are gonna pay me rent oh you know so then I was like, you know, I'm going to keep doing what I've been doing. That's between you guys. You Where's know? the will, dog? Yeah. <laughs> exactly, dude. Where's the deed? It was crazy. Uh, to, so I then thought you guys had a trust. Every day we had a new letter like, oh, don't trust this guy. You know, Shut we're in up. So you guys were in between the fucking yeah. drama. And I was like, I'm just going to pay the people that I've been paying for the last fucking whatever. Really, yeah. dog? So eventually they sold that shit, too. And they I heard they didn't even make that much money off of it. And Fucking then, idiots, So dude. they sell it. And then it was really fucked up the way that they did it because... Their management group came in and, and they were like, um, oh, you know, we want to we're going to submit all your your leases to the new owner. And then um, you guys need to sign this. You know, this is your lease. And I was like, whatever. I signed that it was my lease because it really, in essence, that's what it was. Right. Th- and I was like, so what's going to happen? Did, did they sell it already? He's like, oh, well, they're an escrow. And I was like, all right, cool. This motherfucker has the boss to one hour later show up with a 30 day notice. Right after after I had fucking asked them like what was going on and he said he didn't fucking know he shows up with a 30 day notice and I was like what the fuck is this he's like oh well the new owners want you out of here in 30 days so this was like in May or May or June. And then I was like, fuck, man, this is fucked up. Like, what the fuck am I going to do now, you know? I'm getting kicked out of my pad, and now I'm getting kicked out of my business at the same so, exact time. So this is what's time. going on at the, at same, the same time. same fucking time. Oh, wow. Yeah, so. so I got was double-edged sword. You got dude, both sides. it was sides. fucking stressful. I couldn't do shit because I was like, I can't travel. I can't do anything because what if I leave and then. Oh, you, some shit goes down yeah. in the middle of a fucking tour. You're fucking screwed. So it, it sucked, man. And, and eventually, like, the new owners came in, and they were fucking pieces of shit, man. Like, those, those guys are a piece of work because they don't the way that that very rich people work is that they have like three fucking people before you actually get to them. They don't care about your emotions. They don't care about your history. They don't
0: care about your culture, your well-being.
1: So then this guy came in and he was like, Hey, I was just wondering if you got, we're the new management from the, for the building now. And we're just wondering if you got your 30 day notice and what you thought about it. I was like, I think you guys are fucking complete assholes for doing what you guys just did. I was like, first of all, if you guys come at me with a 60-day notice, a 90-day notice, it's very understandable, but 30 fucking days to move your fucking business? Like, like, who who in their right mind thinks they're going to be able to do that shit in 30 days? And what happened? So then he was like, well, you know... I think you guys can do it in 30 days. And I was like, <laughs> Damn. I was like, look, bro. I was like, you guys are, you guys think you guys just come in here and run over everybody here. But this is what is going to happen. If you guys work with me, I'll work with you guys. If you guys don't work with me, then you're going to have a very bad fucking time because you guys can't fucking just come and physically kick anybody out. So what I can do is write the shit out. If you could take me to, if you want to take me to court, we could write another 60, 90 days where I won't fucking pay you one fucking penny. And he's like, "Yeah, but um, you know, you don't want an, uh, an eviction on your uh, on your record." And I was like, "I don't give a fuck about it, any eviction in my fucking record." <laughs> You're going balls I, out. Yeah, huh? I was like, "I think you, you had it." I, huh? I, uh, yeah, I was You're like, like I, "Denzel Washington, I was just, Man on Fire," huh? Dude, I was just pissed. <laughs> I
0: was just pissed
1: because I'll you tear very, your family apart, Peace by peace. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> this fool. It was just disrespectful, you know. And no, I, you you had it at yeah, that point. and, and so then, uh, right there, he knew that Bob was on my court, and he knew that. It wasn't going to be easy like they thought it was going to be. So then I remember he talked to one of my neighbors that I, that I moved in my new shop into. And he told him, he's like, yeah, that guy, uh, Jimmy, at the 101 printers, he's, uh, he's being very difficult with us, you know? And, the, and, <laughs> and Gil was like, well, he should be. You guys are fucking kicking him out in 30 days. That shit's fucking ridiculous. <laughs> like, what, what the fuck do you want him to do? But at the end of the story, we fucking, we, we used up like 60 free days. <laughs> I was just like, every day that it comes, like, oh, we're almost done. And the, all of my shit was still set up. Like, I didn't really move until, like, the last two weeks. Okay. We ended up finding a spot in East Hollywood, which is, you know, it's more economical. And I moved with some of my neighbors. But, you know, it just sucked that in one month I had to move, completely move out of Echo Park. In one month, like, my life com- got completely shifted into. Oh, upside down, dude. So, like, everything that I had been seeing, like, since the beginning of gentrification, where I would see, like, oh, fuck, this was gone. This was gone. this Now it's me, you know. So, you know, like I said, when looking for a house, it was even more difficult because, you know, we didn't want to rent. We have three dogs, you know, we're all like, you know, old enough to try to buy our own a house. So, like I said, that, that whole shit happened. And the only reason we ended up here was because the salesman was really like adamant about selling this house to us for A or B reason. Oh hell yeah! Other and than that, we were never got this fucking house.
0: And it's funny that you say because I've I've always heard about those issues of gentrification, people getting pushed out of their houses. You know, it happens and it's sad and it sucks. But I've never heard about the um, trying to buy a house and then your last name affecting that. Yeah, no, because unless you have like you know some some status or some some um, you're paying somebody to look for a house for you or something. Yeah. And you got some cheese and some capital, you're kind of on your own. Yeah, which you guys it, were. It seems
1: it's crazy because you know it's Boyle Heights. It's not. Beverly Hills <laughs> and even here in Boyle Heights we got passed passed on a lot I mean the market's a, l- a little high right now I feel and like you know like I said in Echo Park I just feel like how much higher can I go in Echo Park you know but yeah and I
0: think that's what we're waiting for yeah you know
1: and it, you know it just it, it sucks because like I said for me Echo Park was everything like we we did everything out of Echo Park like for the last you know 34 years of my life all I've known was Echo Park you know like I said, I, I dealt with the bullshit and now I dealt with like everything that was cool about it, you know, but it's, it, you know, it's always going to be home. But now that I live in Boyle Heights, it's it's a different feel because I haven't felt this way in a really long time. Like going, feel a different uh, and feel how? That vibe, you know, that, that family vibe, the very, the United vibe. Like, you know, everybody. Yeah. Well, not even that. Like we went to the store and, and, and there was a, like the second day we were here, we went to the to uh, Northgate. Market and some we're shopping and then we're in line we're excited because we're like fuck yeah there's a market that we really fucking like going to Vons you know it's fucking expensive as habit you know having a fucking uh supermarket like Vons you know Northgate is very economical <laughs> you know they have a lot all the cool shit that when you grew up as a kid like all the fucking cool candies there <laughs> you know this for masa pan yeah and, and, yeah I just bought some uh, and uh. You know, like fruit and vegetables are very economical, very right, you know, right, right. So all that shit, you know, we 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 missed. <laughs> yeah, that's you just know? not around anymore. Yeah, no, dude. Like going, to, like I said, our, our, in Echo Park, the the market, our market was fucking Vons, and fuck, man, I walk out with like three things, like fifty three dollars. <laughs> like, fuck, man. Like, <laughs> yeah, the, how am I supposed to eat? You know, <laughs> I guess this is growing up, dog. Yeah, <laughs> man, it fucking suck, but you know. And, and you also, t-
0: I mean, if and a lot of people that don't understand, I mean, what I see is that you come from a pretty DIY. Punk rock background, and that's pretty much how it rolls, dude. I mean, unless yeah. you're fucking making those big bucks, you want to um, maximize your dollar. You know what I mean? Yeah. You want to get the, the the biggest bang out of your buck. And with somebody that has like disposable income or money like that, doesn't understand that. To them, it's like, oh wow, mangoes are five dollars. Yeah. <laughs> all right, give me five. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> nah, but we're always looking for the deals. You oh know? fuck yeah, dude. <laughs> nah, and if you and if, and that's and not necessarily a state of mind, just how you grew up. You know, you're trying to like get. The most, and not necessarily more for less, but you're, you know, you're, um, you're working it and Yeah. you're trying to get a deal.
1: Yeah. You know, and, and I learned how to like do a lot of business through my dad. Like he, you know, he used to own the company that I, that I own now. Uh, he used to print like more paper. And then when I started screen printing, like that shit just took off. Okay. Everybody does screen printing, you know, every, everybody needs screen printing. Like right. every, like I, I do, sometimes I do, um, you know, whenever I could give back, even if it's just time. I do like I have I have a couple friends that that um that are teachers at schools and for career day they always invite me so I do, oh, I yeah, do yeah. I usually do career day here at Utah Elementary School that's what's up dude I've done career day o- up in Oakland like I've gone up to Oakland just to do career day because you know like I feel like that's the, the you know at the end of the day the important thing is always to try to do something to give back or to kind of like you know like when kids ask me like oh well would you go to school for this did you, you know <laughs> like it's like yeah. no you know like I'm not i'm not telling you not to go to school because i learned how to do all this on my own but at the same time if you go to school knowledge is power you know like that's that's what a lot of us miss and i feel like last generation and generation last three generations at least we got caught up in a lot of dumb shit you know like i feel like a big percentage of of growing, you know you going through, high, through your high school me going through my high school we got caught up on a lot of shit that we didn't really like, invest too much time in school. We're invested in a lot of other shit. You know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah, yeah. My brother's a very book smart, smart person, so he went to college. He did everything the right way. I couldn't do that shit, man. I went to fucking junior college, and I remember I was just sitting there for, like, half of a semester just looking at people and then thinking about, like, a lot of cool shit that I could be doing <laughs> instead of being in fucking school, you know? <laughs> you give like, a fuck about no pop quiz? <laughs> yeah, so I was still, you know, like, when I do the the, the career days, I always tell kids, he's like, I didn't go to high, I didn't go to college, but I work three times harder than the the regular person, you know. And I'm like, yeah, if you don't if you don't want to go to college, you don't have to. But at the or same skillfully time, skillfully in essence, yeah. But at the same time, if you want to make your life easy and if you want to do a lot a lot more for your life, you know, sometimes you have to do it. And not everybody's like like um, I wouldn't say street smart, but it's like you know the what the gift that I have is just kind of like given to me, like. You know, I I started screen printing and I just made it my passion. You know, you're able to maneuver. Yeah, and in in the cool thing about, like for me for screen printing, it's like it's tight because I enjoy giving like people their shirts and them being so fucking stoked on it. Oh hell yeah! Like that's my biggest fucking like. I was like, dude, this is you know I really like doing this shit. At even at the end I'm, of the day. Yeah, even though I like making money, but I like making people of like, course, dude. Making people happy for me is like a big thing. You know, so like screen printing is cool because it does it, it allows that to me like you know a lot of a lot of i work with a lot of bands that are just like their first t-shirt order and they're like fucking like fuck yeah dude, you know you know like so all that shit is it's, it's cool and i've always liked it so i've always stuck to like shit that i really like to do and you know punk is one of them i've always been i've been doing music since i was 15 i'm going on 20 years already awesome dude um you know and it, i just keep everything interesting you know like and i always you know keep Working with smaller bands Like I do a podcast With another one Of my friends uh, That I've known For a really long Fucking time uh, His name is George What's the name Of that podcast dude It's called Punk Shit Podcast Okay And we do it uh, You know it. It's it's on uh, SoundCloud Okay hell so yeah So you just Look up uh, Punk Shit Podcast um, We do like iTunes too but iTunes kind of weird cuz it has punk shit. Right right so right. So it's like this weird fucking intricate shit but you could actually find it on iTunes. Oh okay, hell yeah. Just cuz
0: uh, just the, I think it's just like the words together and there's a lot of other ones under that same yeah. uh, kind of label. No no, it's
1: th- the, I think it's the shit part that Oh they okay, okay. Cuz you that star. Okay. Yeah, yeah. No no no, totally. They're they're yeah.
0: they're little uh they're, they're little it's <laughs> not necessarily they're a little weird but they're kind of on the um you know mainstream, you know, yeah. not necessarily a PC but you know, they want to keep it all like, you know, all ages, you know, G.A., yeah.
1: So, like, uh, that podcast we started because uh, my homie George that I was just mentioning, uh, he actually uh, used to do a, uh, one of those free websites. It's, like, uh, his, his, his website was called Punk Shit, but it was, like, punkshit.cjb.net, some crazy shit, you know? Okay. But if if you talk to a lot of people from, you know, from the L.A. scenes, like the older, old, older cats, and you ask them how they used to, like, find shows, they would tell you I used to go to Punk Shit. Really? Yeah, so, like, that that uh, little website they would do reviews on shit like they would like i'll go to like it was a couple like it was george but he had like a couple friends that would go to shows and would write reviews on the show oh hell yeah like blog
0: it out before there was blogs yeah
1: and then they would have like reviews on on uh demos and shit that came out oh hell
0: yeah it's a pretty much like a zine yeah and they online did, zine yeah
1: and they posted up all the shows that were going on in the area so um a lot of people really dug that shit and you know now that we do the the podcast people a lot of the bands that we that we interview or some of them would be like I used to, that's how I used to find all my fucking shows back then. Really? Yeah, Good. we used to go to punk shows. Hey,
0: fool, do you know those fools that, um? What, his name's Russ, they live over there off of Broadway and Gates? It's that punk rock house? No. No, over there in Lincoln Heights, I believe?
1: No. Okay. We, we stayed yeah. in Echo Park. Okay. Because <laughs> 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 those fools had a, <laughs> what the fuck is the
0: name of their little radio show? They were on B-Real oh, TV for a while. Yeah, I know who you're talking. Actually, I know who you're talking. The, yeah, it was really cool. Um, and the only reason I know those fools is ner- because... No, it's not anarchy. It's... Um, poor boy radio or poor, poor kids radio Poor kids radio yeah, yeah, yeah. dog because we the reason i know about that fool <laughs> and it's, we could be in that fool we hit it off right away but these fools had bed bugs in that house <laughs> and i guess there's like you know there's like all people that were in uh there were crews and uh, big bands like um the kirk hammett's uh oh no Slash's guitar tech was on the bottom part you know <laughs> and they all dude i was like god damn this fool knows you don't live in bed bugs Uh, please don't tell anybody (laughs) (laughs) even if it's on the podcast five years later (laughs) you know what I mean? but that was funny but i was like
1: we used to have a house like that in echo park it it actually was like a block and a half away from our house it used to be called the drunk tank
0: okay i've heard i've heard of that house i never went it was fucking
1: tight because before we got signed even before i even met tim he was was hanging out there tim went to see us at a show there and it was crazy because we were like oh shit tim armstrong's here and then we're like, holy shit, Keith Morris is here too. It yeah, was our I'm it was sure our it release up, yeah. show, and they both showed up to see our fucking our set. Oh fuck yeah! Dude. And we were tripping out because you know Keith Morris goes up to our merch table and buys it. You know, buys fuck the fucking yeah, CD. Yeah, they keeping you know? it alive, dog. So it was tight because, you know, like I said, for us, we we never stopped working, and even though we weren't the greatest band, we tried and we like kept, always kept going. We always had something that kept us going, you know. So like. You know, little shit like that kind of inspires you to keep going. You oh, know, yeah, dude, it's like, it's weird, man,
0: with like showbiz show showbiz, dude. It's like, what you're doing may not mean a lot to a lot of people, but it means a lot to you. And then yeah. when you get somebody that's been in the game or is a legend, and yeah. fucking kind of like, you couldn't, you couldn't even give me an advancement or you couldn't give me any type of money to fucking, yeah. you know, it's like, the it's like a congratulatory fucking gesture, dude. They're like, hey, man, you're on the right track. Keep going, yeah. dude. You're, you're onto something. Then,
1: yeah, and that w- it was crazy because when when we started doing the whole when we did the whole deal, like a lot of a lot of people were, were kind of like, oh, you guys are probably gonna change your sound a little bit, right? <laughs> they were like, nah, man. Because I remember I told you guys are Tim, a major label yeah, now, bro. Everybody has to like it, you know, like <laughs> <laughs> to make palatable to the masses, dog. I remember I talked to Tim and I was like, you know, the one thing we don't want to do is like change our sound. Like we just want to keep playing whatever we play. And he's like, nah, dude, I'm not asking you guys to change anything, you know? Okay. It's like you guys do whatever the fuck you guys gotta do and we'll do what we gotta do you know fuck yeah dude so yeah, it was it was just it was a it was a cool experience in the sense that I got to understand the business end of a lot of shit oh yeah you dude, know? the
0: inner workings of it all
1: yeah it was like it was also trippy like because I feel like the, the reason why Epitaph nowadays isn't what it was like 10-15 years ago is because everybody's too educated for, for the music in what sense? I feel like everybody at Epitaph has a degree for what they're doing. Oh no, yeah, and is, and I think and
0: I think a lot of it goes to sort that like, a lot of labels were gonna get phased out because punk was no longer, and they had to go hit on screamo emo bands, yeah. and now like the new metal and all that stuff to stay alive and compete, because now they were selling millions of records. Yeah, how are they gonna maintain maintain that? Yeah, and, and that's when you get those people with degrees from that come from you know. You know, whatever the fuck, you know, business degrees and shit, marketing degrees.
1: I just feel like they don't necessarily understand what you're playing. Yeah, it's not their job numbers. Yeah, their job is to like, okay, so this is how we're going to market these guys. Oh, yeah. We're going to do this and we're going to do that. We're going to put them on this magazine and, and, you know, have have these people review their shit. So I just feel like I understood it a lot better. And I was like more appreciated. I appreciate it more now that we do everything ourselves. We release everything ourselves. We fucking do our you know, our own shipping. We do everything ourselves. Oh, so uh, straight to the, the heart only DIY. The only thing we don't do is actually press our records like ourselves. Like we actually have a company, you know, we obviously have a company to press our records, but when it comes to our record sleeves, you know, the are in our LP, we screen printed them. Our seven inches. We all sp- like we all print them at my shop. Oh fuck yeah. We dude. do everything everything the only thing we get from outs- outsource is the actual record with the labels on it. Oh damn! But then everything else is done by us by hand, and then it's like we all you know ship everything. So that's fucking cool, That's dude. that's why I got more into it because you know I, I mean, like I said when you are on Epitaph, it's like oh go pick up your records at the warehouse, and you're like what the fuck? There's <laughs> like a million <laughs> records here, you know? Like <laughs> there's your up, box, with, yeah, there's and your little right there. box, <laughs> and shit, you know? <laughs> yeah, you're just it, yeah, you know, it's, it's less personable now. Yeah, and it, 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 you know when Ep- that's when Epitaph was was truly changing too, and then we did a Warp Tour. I remember in 05. We, we played on this like little side stage called the DIY stage and it was uh-huh. cool because we got to meet a lot of the actual punkers oh yeah and then that's where like fucking Screamo was like had his fucking best enough. Hey. You know? <laughs> fucking Skrillex was over there in his fucking band yelling and shit you know <laughs> he was like fucking 14 rolling around a bicycle and shit <laughs> well that's a big new thing you know it's fucking Skrillex <laughs> what what was it from first to last or something like that yeah dude, yeah uh, he, food, and he didn't have true, like a though. couple of surgeries too so yeah. he could scream that fucking yeah it was wacky dude <laughs> It, you know, it was just it
0: weird. You know, very
1: manufactured, dude. Yeah, you know I mean? it, was, it was just really weird. You know, th- the only cool thing about that work tour was that we got to meet a lot of a lot of cool, like real punk bands, and we got to see Billy Idol. Yeah, was it Billy Idol? Yeah, it was perform Billy Idol. every night. Yeah, no, no, he just did like two, 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 like oh, one off two shows. nights. Okay, yeah, yeah. So was, How was that? Was that cool? It was cool. It was, it was just like super, like odd. You know, it was like, completely different. Yeah, but everybody was there. Yeah. It was, uh,
0: uh, fuck, I'm trying to remember one of his songs and shit oh my god that one where he's dipping peanut butter or chocolate <laughs> I, don't, I, f- I don't know i any- forgot i forgot where it, i remember watching it as a kid <laughs> on mtv because i was on the warp tour selling merch for voodoo back yeah. in 98 but that was a badass warp tour because i'm off no effects yeah, Rancid yeah was on it fucking um the other cool thing deftones was on it oh, so i right. got to see those for <laughs> three night. weeks straight hey dog yeah and that was before white pony you know when they were fucking pumping the fuck out of around the fur Dude so fucking That yeah, was a d- shit I think
1: Drockic Murphys And the transplants Were Oh dude that's a fucking
0: Killer it. fucking Warped Tour too So y'all. it was pretty
1: cool But you know After a while You start realizing It's like oh, I heard this it last night I heard this <laughs> the, <laughs> the night before <laughs> Hey dude like There's a lot of bands too That I used to be
0: into That I'm not into anymore And it's kind of like that mm-hmm. But just for some reason You know There's one band That always sticks out to me dude, That's just me And yeah. I like that shit but yeah, dude. No, I know what you mean, dude. You can go fuck again. Here comes a big closer. <laughs>
1: <laughs> hey, no, let me ask you for real though, because I know a lot of people. Like, you know how like there's a lot of uh, like there's a lot of Mexican people that fucking love Morrissey, right? Yeah, yeah, know, yeah, Morrissey. Is, you know, they look hard and shit. Is like, nah, it's like listening to soft ass music. <laughs> but why do you like Deftones so much, dude? All right, this is what I have a couple friends that fucking dude. Live I love and die Deft- Deftones. All right, th- I love Deftones a lot
0: because first of all, they're like sort of metal band and that's cool. I like them because. look like mexican dudes (laughs) i like them because that fool tells you like snippets and their songs like he doesn't really get it's kind of for you to figure it out but you know it's some shit like uh like you know it's fun like like um you know they get really they get they're very metal and then they get all like mellow yeah and they come it's very emotional for me i like it (laughs) but one of the reasons too was is um is when homeboy started draping the mexican flag over his amp during the white pony days and to me because this is the thing dog like a lot of uh, a lot of bands that are Latino, like once you get in the mix, you kind of don't want to get political. You don't want to wring feathers. You don't want to tell too buddy you're too Mexican or even too Latino because, I mean, I know you're uh, Salvadorian, right? My, yeah, my parents are Salvadorian. Um, and even with bullshit-ass riffs between fucking Latinos. But it to me, it's prideful in the fact that there's somebody out there representing, dude. Yeah. Because as far as comedy-wise, dude, you had Paul Rodriguez back in the day. Now you have fucking Gabriel and Felipe representing from the street, you know Gabriel mm-hmm. Waymore started, but yeah. back when George Lopez started popping up in '98 '99, he was representing, dude, and not just for Mexican people, for like brown people. Dude. Yeah. So that was what's up with that, and that's why I love him so much, dude. And uh, and and I like the music and just Steph's guitar <laughs> riff, and I like the <laughs> way the fool rips up the drums. Yeah. But that's pretty much the main reason. Yeah, dog. yeah. If they were like, I mean, I'm not dissing anybody, but if they were just all white dudes, probably not. Yeah. You okay. Know what I mean? And I mean, I love ranted, dude. I love no effects, but there's just an added element. And that's why I love Voodoo so much is cause they keep doing what they're doing but they were doing songs in Spanish before rock and Espanol before that shit was hit, yeah. dude. You know what I mean? Yeah. So that's, um, you know, that's why I love those dudes. I mean, they're my buddies and that's how I, you know, got to see a lot of the fucking country awesome. and that's a lot of it has to do with my taste in music too. But yeah, those, those bands, but you know, to answer your question <laughs> and I know it's like, Oh fucking dude, it is a chick band. And like, I know a lot of fools, uh, they don't like, but um,
1: I have a, my, one of my best friends, Rob Robert, <laughs> he, he wears like slayer fucking you know most brutal shirts you see right but his favorite band Maybe is fucking it. deftones yeah, <laughs> dude. It, what, it, what, have you asked him i never asked him because right. i always feel like it's like oh yeah you know, no, no I, I really like deftones it's like all right man that's cool man you know like but i've never really gone into like you know, i've never asked the a lot question, of questions okay and i love white pony dude i lo-
0: love the first record but my favorite record is kind of weird it's uh it's around the fur and fucking uh, Diamond Eyes, but okay. I like Koi too. And then the new record too, but like as far as I can sit there over and over. Yeah. And it's funny, it's almost going to be to the point where i got to meet that girl that really <laughs> likes it like that too. <laughs> like, fucking Deftones again? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> like,
1: and then uh, also a cool fun fact, my, sh- my first show wasn't a punk show. What was it? Fool? It was uh, Foo Fighters and Rage Against the Machine. Really, yeah. where at, dog? They played at the Irvine Metals Amphitheater. Damn, dude! And what what record? So, did Foo Fighters
0: open up for Rage? Yeah. And what was Rage? Evil Empire? or Was it like uh, Evil, the first? Evil Empire, r- and then the, um, what's it called?
1: The um, Foo Fighters were on their first album. Okay. The one that had like that Mentos fucking. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's when uh, I think they were started. Uh, that they were opening for Red Hot. I seen them one time, but oh, dude, that's a fucking awesome fucking show too, and uh, a. And you like um and you like Rage too. Yeah, yeah, still do you still like Rage? Yeah, I still like. Okay, because you know, like some bands you used to love because they were talking shit. You know, hand out some beat, damn. You (laughs) know what I mean? Like, fuck, I don't want to do that shit. Because I still have mad love for that band, and um, I don't have any problems with the Prophets of Rage. But I know probably the only reason there's Prophets of Rage is because there's no Zach. Yeah, and it kind of sucks. But all right, right, it's cool. You got Chuck D and B-real. I ain't dissing or nothing. Yeah. But it's like, fuck, dog, you know what I mean? But, you know, it's cool. I got to see Rage, you yeah. know, when they're in their heyday, yeah. you know, and that's see, I, 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 w- I would never see Rage again. I yeah. feel like it wouldn't be the same. And I, f- and I feel, too, like when they did that whole thing at Coachella, when they did that L.A. Rising, I was like, nah. And then everybody's, oh, they were the best. or like, And yeah. then I was like, yeah, but you've seen Rage now, dog. Yeah. I, you know what I mean? And it's not like Rage before the money. It's just... Rage when they were st- still rage when there yeah. was maybe they weren't raging against each other. There's <laughs> yeah. fights or whatever internal because you never know what the fuck's going down. Yeah, if it's about money or if it's about like, you know what I mean? Because fucking homeboy wrote all the lyrics, right? Yeah, the, you know.
1: The only other project that I I really liked after Rage that Zach did was uh. One day as a lion. I don't know if you ever heard that. Yeah, yeah, I've heard that one show. It was, was actually pretty cool. It was, pretty pretty tight. Cool, dude. It was yeah, like yeah, a three-piece, yeah. and they were just like, and they play like in really small random places and too. They, they play like an Eagle Rock. Yeah, somewhere. and one th- a lot of people in at that Bowen Alley, right? No, it wasn't at a bowling. Was it at a bowling alley? It was like a little hall. Okay,
0: because yeah. they, they have that one bowling alley right there. I, I want to say if it's uh, Gleb, Glenn Glen uh, Off Eagle Rock, but Mr. T's. W- oh no, yeah, uh, All Star Lanes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I was wondering if it was at, at that. That's why. But the one cool thing about a lot of people don't know that motherfucker was in punk bands back in the day, like yeah. Inside Out. He was like he was a trooper in the scene before fucking um, you know. I th- You know landing in fucking rage I mean yeah. I think all the stars Came together I think fucking homeboy The guitar player Was already in a, like A metal band yeah. And he already knew The inner workings Of the music business And shit to get a deal And all that yeah. bullshit You know what I mean So
1: Yeah And then my second show Was <laughs> Voodoo Gloskos With El Centro at, at the fucking Key Club Shut up yeah, fool el- so Oh, At the show. Key Club dog yeah. I was at that show dog yeah. This fool. That dog. was my second show. And then my third show was uh, Rancid with Hepcat and the Fucking U.S. Bomb.
0: Hepcat Now that's a good ass show. They're yeah. a badass band, dog. Yeah, man. And where'd you see those fools at?
1: So Rancid was at the Palladium, at the Hollywood Palladium. So it was
0: already, it was probably during the Outcome the Wolves days? or a little bit after it was right after L- not or come life won't wait no it was after not come because okay. that's I the first time they played the palladium i
1: paid i paid no they played with the ramones before that
0: yeah and but but were they, the ramones they were opening for the ramones yeah. right yeah yeah yeah. And this was
1: headlining and i paid twelve fifty at the door yeah, yeah. <laughs> and what, what year
0: was that 97? 97 97 yeah. yeah 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 that so i didn't go to that show but i went to that tour not yeah. not at that spot
1: but I was stripped out that. I went to the San, Voodoo San Diego Lascals one. was my second show. Oh yeah, and fucking Voodoo's a red band. Dude. They were really fucking
0: good that night, man. Oh, and and that, and I'm not shitting on them or saying whatever. I mean, this is just my personal opinion, but there was a point in time, dude, when nobody could really follow them, dude. No, there was a point in time where I mean, a lot of people don't know, and a lot of motherfuckers might fucking uh even try to talk shit and like deny this, but they played the um the palace with uh, Sick of It All, dude. Yeah, and it was a fundraiser, and I don't and um. And uh, Voodoo went up and then Sick of It All went up. And uh, Sick of It All followed, yeah. but it wasn't like a Sick of It All followed. Yeah. And I mean, we're talking about like before Built to Last, after Scratch the Surface. Yeah. Because there was a point in time where Voodoo was really on fire, dog. Yeah. and. What was they the were, energy they came out with? Yeah. They came
1: in hard and they never fucking slowed down.
0: Yeah, dude. And um, it was fucking, you know, everybody was intact. They had the original uh, horn players, the fucking Jerry, the drummer, and they were fucking, it was something special to see. And if yeah. anybody, and not that it's not special, they're still, because the, I seen them a little while ago and they fucking kicked ass. I'm going to yeah. be actually seeing them tomorrow night. But yeah, they were really fucking special at that point in time, dog. Yeah, that's great. Right, right. And the from the Doctor Strange days from Who Is This Is to Fearman, even Fearman from Beyond. Yeah. They were really fucking a v- very devastating band, dude. <laughs> they <were laughs> no, ripped no, it the they, fuck up. I haven't
1: like I haven't seen him in a really long time. I can't remember when of the last time I think I remember seeing him at the Troubadour it was probably one of the last times. And it was a long time ago.
0: Okay, and those were some good shows too. Yeah. Fuck so, yeah,
1: dude. But yeah, I mean it it's always been music's always been my outlet, you know? Oh, fuck yeah, dude. And it's cool to still be like in my mid thirties and doing it, you know. Like, fuck yeah, dude. Uh, That's what's up, fool. Yeah, gotta keep rocking, dog. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Gotta keep representing <laughs> you know. Echo Park, even though you don't <laughs> live there, dog. And at this point, you know, a lot, of, a lot of I feel like a lot of people get a misconception of why people do music. Yeah. And it's like for me, it's to like get laid or be, get pussy. Uh, or not not even just that, but like <laughs> <laughs> some people is like they they really want some sort of like little fame or something, you know? Like they 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 get something out of that. You yeah, know? yeah. And for me, it's never been about that shit. Yeah, and, it I, and I feel be. like like. I'm in one of, the, you know, I I keep playing music because of that. It's it's mostly an outlet, you know. I'm usually really a, a really calm person, and I'm really easy to talk to and shit. So I feel like for me, playing drums is like that's where I get rid of any any other bullshit that's in my life, you know. Yeah, because I've seen you guys play before, and I've seen you play drums and you rip it up, and I have seen you play at a little
0: fucking place, like a little storage thing in downtown LA. Mm-hmm. Um, it was a it was you guys went up last. It was a fucking very punk show, and then I seen you guys play. And Rosemead and Spikes at Spikes and, and, Spikes <laughs> at Spikes and uh, it was cool and yeah. it's fucking um I was like all right fool and then I was like oh Dick it's homeboy from fucking Transplant but I didn't even know you were in the band dog <laughs> I was like Dick I seen your band before fool. <laughs> and I mean I try to stay fucking keep my ear to the street so I've been kind of slipped because I'm busy but I mean yeah. I fucking creep around like a fucking roach yeah, yeah. I, I love that shit I'm still fucking a punker at heart dog yeah you know that's, I mean, that's I love that shit tight, man. fuck yeah well thank you very much dude yeah, fucking man. I mean we didn't get into a lot of shit. I didn't come here with a plan, dude. I want to have a conversation yeah. with you. And, dude, fucking, thank you very much for doing this, Jimmy. Hey, thanks for having me, man. Fuck yeah, dude. Be cool, fool. Right. Keep shining. Peace. As, uh, as upfront as you may think. But yeah, Jimmy Parasite, uh, drummer for Death March. You can get a hold of him for 101 Printers at uh, Jimmy Parasite at gmail.com. And uh, if you listen to all the past episodes, the last four, they paid for advertisements. So all the information's in there. And also <laughs> give you a little fucking uh, James Gandolfini. Oh my God! The fourth and final F bomb. Stop it! <laughs> um, so you can get a hold of uh, and it, their stuff is called the Punk Shit Podcast, and you can get a hold of their stuff at soundcloud.com backslash Punk Shit Podcast backslash Podcast 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 Dash Nine. And if you guys want to get a hold of Jimmy, and you don't know how to get a hold of him through uh the email or uh, SoundCloud, just uh, he's a friend of mine on Instagram. In a Twitter, so hit them up, and uh, yeah, man, you guys keep shining, check out the song, oh yeah, and I went bowling the other day, dude, it was fucking cool as fuck, haven't been bowling in a while, I think I'm going to be doing that shit uh, for a while, too, because it's fucking so awesome, and I should have been doing it in the summer, because it's hot as hell, but nevertheless, it's a little about me, hope you guys are good, you and your family, have a happy Halloween, I'm sure I'm going to give you guys some, some podcasts before that, so you guys be cool, and the solo one's coming up, and uh, yeah, man, just to let you know, we're going to have a bunch of cool ones, all right, man, keep shining, check out the song, be cool, peace.